0: Hello and welcome to the NTT Twenty Pod Betting Show, sponsored by Black Type Bet. Black Type are our sponsors, and they are offering a free ten-pound bet to any of you who have not tried out Black Type yet, who have not signed up. You can do so using the offer code NTT Twenty. What this will do will automatically give you a ten-pound free football selection. No need to deposit straight away; just see what catches your eye from this weekend's coupon. uh, Make the selection. 10 pound free bet from Black Type and away you go. If you've already got a Black Type account and I know many of you do which is fantastic. Um, it, it's scoreboard, isn't it? That's the way of doing it. We're looking for a nil nil across the EFL this weekend. And an over 4.5. So one goal, one game, rather, with goals and one game without them. And uh, that is how you can get involved. Black Type, they're offering a £20 free bet there for any winners of Scoreboard. We've been having a very, very difficult few weeks, uh, as uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know. Our own picks uh, not going particularly well, George. We celebrate the craziness of the EFL on a Monday pod and we curse it. Uh, on a betting show don't we because 2019 basically couldn't be going much worse and we had a first last week
1: yeah I can't I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> I can't believe we're sitting here talking as we are but uh, between the two of us we got up one winner uh, last weekend that was your 8 to 15 nap and <laughs> um, and I was the first person so far to have a clean sweep who'd have thought it of losses uh <laughs> it's embarrassing to say the least i wouldn't blame you if you decide to turn off the podcast right now hopefully ali and i's uh witty banter will keep you listening <laughs> yeah um yeah it's miserable I, I i've been normally i look forward to these podcasts so much and all week i've been absolutely dreading having to set eyes on uh on my results and having to tot up one plus one plus one plus one plus, <laughs> 1 plus two um which is minus seven uh you had that, that nap winner which which was a little bit better for you Um, which got you 3.93 minus, so a a terrible weekend. Um, I'm minus 13.19, you're minus 25.57. What we do know, though, averages this weekend (laughs) has to be better.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We are going to preview the big match in the championship between Leeds and Norwich, first v. second, and there can be no doubting, really, that these have been Uh, the two top teams in the division uh, as we are through 29 games. And for Norwich, this is uh, the end of what's been a a pretty tough run of games. They've got the big game next up against Ipswich, of course. But in terms of uh, their their fixtures from here on to the end of the season, I know Norwich fans are hoping to to get through this Leeds game unscathed. Uh, Leeds themselves three points clear of Norwich, who are three points above Sheffield United. George, there's so much going on here because um it's going to be an amazing atmosphere isn't it there's been a bit of online beef and probably a bit of beef between the the boards etc after Norwich were one of the teams who just had a word with the EFL about spygate just uh, just asking some questions as they said uh i think not every team in the championship signed that letter but Norwich definitely did and there was a suggestion from some Leeds fans that they really needed to fight back with an incredible atmosphere and i think that's what we'll see at Ellen Road on Saturday. But all over the pitch, some fantastic matchups. Uh, you've been taking a look at Norwich ahead of this one. How do you think they're shaping up?
1: Well, I think they're shaping up a hell of a lot better than the 3-0 defeat at Carrow Road uh, back at the beginning of the season where um, Leeds just completely wiped the floor with Norwich. And that was when we thought Norwich were probably going to be relegation candidates, if anything. Yeah, uh, And that Daniel Farker's time in Norfolk was probably coming to an end. But here we are now. This is a top-of-the-table clash. If Norwich can win this game, then that really puts the cat amongst the pigeons. Leeds come into the game picking up points, but not necessarily particularly convincingly. I'm going to let you talk about them in a second. Um, crucially here for it's Norwich... That's right. We're
0: allowed to talk about both teams. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, crucially here for Norwich, they put in... Um, a couple of really big performances recently. The, the 3-1 win against Birmingham um, live on Sky Sports was was a, an unbelievable display of attacking football in the first half and then proving to, to those doubters that they can soak up pressure and see out a victory as well. The game against Sheffield United lived up to its billing. They were superb in the first half an hour again. And uh, that was one angle of attack I looked at, um, having Norwich to score the first goal. But given... Uh, because they'd start so well in these games but given uh, and Leeds also conceding uh, early in a few recently as well namely against Rotherham but uh, given the odds on Norwich to win the game I was put off a bit because it was quite skinny Uh,
0: It it feels to me George like Norwich had this this sort of reputation rightly so for scoring late goals goals. for a period Mm. Uh, but in the last few weeks things have slightly evened out somewhat I think
1: Yeah and and you have to wonder if they hadn't gone on that that run of, of scoring late goals if they'd be playing to the level they are now I think the performances have definitely improved recently despite the fact that they've lost a couple of games you know the, the 4-3 defeat um, away uh, sorry at home to Derby the, only picking up a point at Brentford as well but I do think now they're playing at a level which justifies their position towards the top end of the table um, Tim Close looks set to be injured for this game which is a bit of a blow which means we're likely to see the very impressive but very young Ben Godfrey lining up alongside um, alongside Zimmerman as well
0: I noticed that since Close has been out I think it's three or four games no clean sheets for Norwich actually in their in their last six games in the league
1: and that's an angle of attack that I looked at as well uh, looking at goals as you'd imagine given the attacking prowess of both teams um, it was fairly skinny but I think what we can expect here is similarly to the Sheffield United game both teams are going to stick to their guns I think we'll see Norwich having long swathes of possession I think we'll see Leeds looking to uh, looking to break very quickly and also enjoying the ball a fair bit it should be very very good indeed for the football purists to tune in and watch on a Saturday afternoon um, I really do like this Norwich team it was interesting to see them playing Sheffield United off the park for the first 20-25 minutes um, in that tour draw and that was almost a sign to me that they are the real deal and that people underestimating them um, maybe will do so at their peril.
0: In in Vrancic, Buendia, Stieperman, Tribal, Leitner who's been out recently but might be back for this one um, they've got more like pure ball players than, than probably any team including Leeds in the division.
1: Yeah, and when you think they have the you know, the likes of well, you have, they have Max Irons and Jamal Lewis as their fullbacks playing very, very high indeed. It, it, they're they're a very technical team they're a team who I think would struggle which which did happen in the first leg. I mean sorry, in the in the opening tie between these two early in the season at Kakaroads. Um Leeds dominated possession in that game, and there can't be many games under, under Daniel Farker this season or last season where Norwich have, have have suffered in that in that regard. So maybe we will see here Leeds coming at them very quickly, trying to stop them from playing. Um but it's unlikely they'll be able to keep up that in- intensity for the whole whole game. And I think, as I say, it should be, uh, with the players that you mentioned, um, especially in the middle of the park, um, they're a great team to watch.
0: I've been quite bullish about Leeds, even during a run that's seen them lose three of their last five league games, which is a run of form that, that would cause alarm for, for some. And I think has ca- caused alarm for a certain section of Leeds fans. Uh, certainly when they went in at halftime, 1-0 down to Rotherham last week, there was uh, definitely a, um, a frisson of worry, Oof. I think, amongst the ranks. But um, as I've said on previous podcasts, the loss against Hull City was one of those ones that you do get when you're a, uh, when you're a, a very good, dominant, possession-based team. Uh, occasionally you come up against a side that just can sit on the edge of their box um, and take one or two chances so it didn't worry me too much they weren't outplayed by Hull by any means and their defeats against Forest and Stoke not helped by red cards so essentially my thinking is if Leeds can keep 11 men on the pitch then they're Pretty comfortable at restricting their opponents. Their defence is is exceptionally good. Middlesbrough's uh, defence gets uh, most of the credit, most of the focus. But Leeds all season have been very, very good at, at restricting the opportunities that they uh, give the opposition, which can be quite impressive, given that they also attack in numbers. Um, you know, they are a, a team that enjoys the majority of the ball, and and often a characteristic of those teams is that they can be a little soft at the back and a little prone on the counter-attack, but, but leads with their intensity and with their togetherness, everything they do off the ball, um, they really have put it together to form one of the most formidable defensive teams, uh, I can remember. And going forward, of course, they are, um, You know, multi dimensional as well. Uh, We've got Hernandez versus Hernandez in this one. Pablo, uh, arguably the the most creative uh, attacking player in in the league. And Onel Hernandez, uh, who's a fine dribbler and and, uh, and wide man as well, and and been on good form this season. Roof versus Puki is another brilliant matchup. Um, And it's just going to be a fantastic game. The the data says that, uh, unsurprisingly, Leeds defence projects much better than Norwich, both uh, recently and in the mid and long term. Uh, as well but Norwich's attack uh, generally in terms of xg creating um, slightly more uh, on the balance of play uh, per game so fascinating Leeds' team selection here will be interesting a bit like Norwich uh, to see who's back in the Norwich back line well Pontus Janssen will return from a suspension seems obvious that you'd slot him in next to Cooper. Phil Hay, I did see suggesting that um, with, the, with the way that Norwich play very much on the deck, Calvin Phillips' mobility could be an option at centre-back. He's been filling in in the absence of Jansen. But assuming Jansen and Cooper go together, which is what I am, then the question is Foreshaw or Phillips in the sort of uh, defensive midfield, the number four role. Foreshaw's been absolutely fantastic in that role over the last few weeks, and that was previously... Calvin Phillips' uh, uh, role, certain responsibility. So a uh, really fascinating game. As I said, I, I do lean towards Leeds here. Uh, if they can keep everyone on the pitch, I, I think that they are marginally the better side, and I think the atmosphere will make a difference uh, in this game. But in terms of my pick, uh, we've both been very excited that Black Type uh, have uh, priced up the goalscorer markets for this game. Uh, televised games, uh, you will get goalscorer markets, but generally we've not really lent to uh, first goal scorer or anytime goal scorer market's in the betting show but we can do that for this game I think we're both hungry and leaping at the opportunity where are you going for your goal scorer?
1: Yeah as mentioned I think that goals will be plentiful in this game Um, I think the Norwich are maybe a big price going into it but um, the run of form that Timo Pukki has been in uh, as a goal scoring threat and, and the whole team is just geared around basically getting the ball into Pukki um, in and around the six-yard box. Um, Leeds struggling to keep clean sheets recently as well. Um, there'll be an attacking onus from both teams. So rather than going um, for a Puki first goal scorer in a game where I think they will probably be over two and a half goals, and I think Norwich will get on the score sheet, um, I'm going for of Puki to score any time at 17 to 10.
0: Well, I am also dipping into the goalscorer market. And some of you uh, who know me personally and outside of the betting show uh, know that I do like my first goalscorer bets and and quite often uh, specifically defenders, centre-backs thinking about set-pieces. My formula is relatively simple. Looking down the fixture list and working out which teams are prolific from set-pieces, this is data in in terms of the championship that you can find on whoscored.com and you can also see which teams are very bad at defending uh, set-pieces. So the next question is, uh, is there a matchup where you you've got one good team playing against one bad team when it comes to set pieces the second question is does the good team have their main set-piece taker uh, still fit? Uh, will they be playing? And uh, who gets on the end of the set-pieces generally? Well, normally that will be uh, the centre-back, won't it? At Norwich, I can confirm, have conceded 11 from corners this season. That's the joint most in the division. Um, maybe not surprising when we talk about the sort of ball players that they prioritise and, and how those guys generally are not the, the biggest uh, outside of their centre-backs. Um, they're actually a very small team, so not that surprising that they've been a little weak from corners. Leads have scored. Scored 10 from corners this season, which is the joint most in the league. Uh, As for question two, well, Pablo Hernandez is fit, of course. He'll be playing. Barry Douglas. What? (laughs) Come on, mate. I'm in the flow here. Don't try and make some (laughs) stupid innuendo about the word fit. I mean, come on. What is it? 2004. Um, Barry Douglas uh, will be back as well, uh, we think. And they both have great deliveries. So uh, Norwich with closer out and Godfrey at centre-back. It's just all points to a centre-back scoring from a set-piece for me. So, in terms of leads, Jansen and Cooper is what I'm expecting, but we're not 100% sure about Jansen. Um He's had 14 attempts, Cooper 11 attempts this season. I am going to lean towards Cooper anytime. He's got three goals already this season. 17-2 uh, to two is the price for that. I wouldn't put anyone off the 25-1 first goal scorer, but given like you are that i'm expecting a fair few goals in this game uh, i'm going to sort of cut my cloth and go anytime at 17 to 2 of course i'll be gutted if he is the first goal scorer that would wipe out my whole deficit um, but i would also be gutted if i had him first and he scored second third fourth etc so a couple of goal scorers there pookie anytime for george and cooper of leeds anytime for me uh, as for our naps uh, this week george I, I got mine up last week uh, you weren't so lucky with swindon uh, that'll teach you uh, and uh, where, are you or going? Was I? where are you going this weekend?
1: Maybe I just uh, imparted the curse on the team doing slightly too well. <laughs> um, yeah, back down to League 2. I'm going for Oldham at 17-20 to, to beat Morecambe at home. Uh, on the face of it, Oldham's run of form since the dramatic FA Cup win at Fulham has looked pretty ropey. Um, they drew 0-0 at home to Forest Green, which isn't a bad result, but then three away games in a row in all competitions, all ending in two undefeats, isn't the best. However the game on Tuesday night against MK Dons was a decent performance they had uh, they matched MK Dons pretty much with a shot count and MK Dons scored through two penalties whilst all them good on the score sheet from open play um, the fact they scored three goals in those three away games suggests to me that the loss of Sam Surridge whilst obviously devastating um, isn't necessarily the end of the world for them they're still able to create chances they're still scoring goals as well that's because
0: they've got Basque legend Urko Vera up in, front indeed now. I
1: know yeah. um, fastest debutant goal ever uh, <laughs> Morecambe, on the other hand, um, are really, really struggling again. These periods seem to happen fairly often uh, in Morecambe's seasons. They've only scored one goal in their last three away games, and uh, they may have um, uh, they may have drawn all three of those. But you're you're going back to um, to the 17th of November for their last away win. So struggles on the road for them. Um, I think that. Oldham uh, who you know who were a decent team and I think we were surprised to see them um, sack Bun when they did when they were still in the playoff places um, <laughs>
0: I think uh, there was most of their fans were pretty surprised exactly
1: as well. and and whilst it looks like the wheels have, have kind of fallen off I think there's enough to be positive about here um, and you know the home form is is pretty good as well you're looking at you know the null draw with Forest Green they, they beat Notts County 2-0 um, beat Berry in that dramatic game 4-2 as well all in, in the last couple of months so um, at a shade of odds on my two points going on Oldham to, to beat Morecambe
0: my two points are going on Luton to beat Shrewsbury away from home 13-10 real worries for, for Shrewsbury fans um, they lost 4-3 against Bradford in midweek and it was absolute chaos uh, they managed to get it back to 3 all thanks to a hat-trick from Fajiri Okanabire uh, what a fantastic individual performance his second hat-trick of the season but um, they're just—they're just, they're just a, a very bad team, and the fans are very worried. They are not blinded by the cup run, of course. Shrewsbury have been on a very good run in the cup and did a great job against Wolves. But as we know, uh, cup run and league form do not necessarily complement each other that well, and they certainly are not necessarily related. So there's a worry. I think that the cup run, as impressive as it is, might cost them in the leagues there's a group of teams in League One who are all on 31 points Shrewsbury, Oxford Bradford and Rochdale so they're actually level with the relegation zone at the moment uh, Okina and Greg Doherty really are the, the key players uh, and are, for me the only ones that scream true quality. Now, when they click, uh, th- there is danger uh, and and they, they do create some chances. For us to be, but at the back, there's real problems. Luke Waterfall uh, is just not good enough for me. Uh, they've uh, tried sort of three at the back, four, uh, four at the back and uh, nothing's really working at the moment. They're really leaking goals, which is why playing Luton is not ideal because uh, Luton are scoring a lot of goals. They have done pretty much all season. They've got 58 goals in the league. Um, They haven't lost since the 13th of October. And before then, it was the 8th of September. There's not too much more we can say about Luton. What I will say is I watched them last night against Portsmouth. Uh, I watched that game live, and it was absolutely fantastic, their play in the first half. And uh, both in terms of what the individuals are doing and the fact that half of their team can beat their man and create a shot themselves, uh, but also the movement and rotation that the system, that the diamond midfield uh, allows them to play, and uh, and the attacking strength of their fullbacks means that at any given point in the first half, uh, Luton had the ball in Pompey's half throughout, uh, and Portsmouth's defence were just met with on-rushing Luton midfielders, uh, fullbacks with Collins taking up good positions in the box, and Luar Luar playing nominally up front with him, but really just finding gaps wherever. Um, him and Panzu so good at beating a man and it, it just makes it so hard to defend against so eventually Portsmouth did succumb they did play well in the second half and got back in it but Luton were too good in the end I just think that of all the teams at the top they look like to me that the most complete and someone said to me on Twitter yesterday yeah but I think they might fall away because they've only just come up from League Two uh, but with 30 games in I don't really see why that should have any bearing on it whatsoever so Luton my nap uh, away to Shrewsbury 13-10 to 10. Uh, very happy to take the league leaders here against a team that I think are uh, tottering slightly
1: my own league one pick is, is Luton forgot about that you've kind of dominated it there so there's not really much else to well, say well it's my nap, so. the, 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 only, the only thing I'd add to that is um, it's going to be difficult I think for uh, for Shrewsbury to come back from what was undoubtedly a pretty heartbreaking, um, couple, heartbreaking week really both mm. The uh, the wolves tie where they were two 0 up and, and and conceded two goals and now have to, have to face a replay, followed by scoring a, a, a dramatic equaliser midweek to make it three all and then and then conceding one to go four three down. It's going to be pretty hard for uh, for Sam Ricketts to rally his troops there, and um, and it's the worst possible game at the worst possible time against a team who are in my view champions elect.
0: Right, nice. So let me tell you guys about my championship pick. It's Sheffield Wednesday to be Ipswich. Uh, away from home at 17 to 10, basically opposing Ipswich, which has been my only good strategy recently. And I'm going to do so again here. Uh, this is Steve Bruce's first game in charge of Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, he should go into it energetic after uh, his time in the Caribbean and I think that Sheffield Wednesday's recent data uh, is both a good and a bad thing for Bruce Uh, it means that he picks up a team that have moved themselves well away from the relegation zone and we're already seeing some optimistic fans talk about a playoff push Uh, but that for me is not on the agenda either but um, the data has been very good recently and it's really been based on a very solid defense Uh, they've really been limiting uh, their opposition recently and it's uh, as a as a strategy done very well for them, of course, they have got uh, the quality of Barry Bannon and Adam Reach um, and their sort of <laughs> ever-changing uh, list of strikers, uh, João and Fletcher and Nui you who, who all offer something a bit different, uh, Ipswich. At the same time, just horrendous on the data um, and in in person uh, and on the eye test. Uh, they had a late rally against Villa. Uh, but frankly, if you're doing that when you're already 2-0 down, I'm not going to put too much faith in you. Uh, Forestieri's back. Uh, I think he'll probably be only good for the bench here, but he gives Sheffield Wednesday another bit of spark off the bench. Um, they've beaten bad teams all season, Sheffield Wednesday. It's kind of what's kept them above the relegation zone. They've beaten Millwall, Wigan, Bolton ipswich at home they've beaten reading away from home so i think that with their defensive prowess in recent weeks if they go ahead in this game they can shut it down fairly well Uh, and i think they will have chances to go ahead against this ipswich team uh, who have shown themselves to be pretty poor at limiting opposition chances and not too good going forward as well so chef wed 17 to 10 uh, another away team you've been told
1: about that before have I? Yeah. Oh,
0: whatever. I don't care. Whoa. Uh, it's
1: not. Yeah, but it's not as bad as saying you're not above Knotts Forest. It's not you know, as bad
0: as Knotts Forest. Why
1: not? I
0: think it's similar. No, it's not. No, it's not that at all.
1: You're not above the naming of, Sheffield of, is of, fine. It's not.
0: Of course it is. It's not. Um, it's like, it's like Calling
1: Bristol City Bristol. It's
0: nothing like that. Uh, that would be calling them Sheffield. That would be that, wouldn't no, it? No, I just
1: think it's as bad. I
0: actually heard Steve Bruce in an interview. Uh, he was interviewed on Five Live when he was out in the Caribbean talking about his experiences following. England away against the West Indies, and he called them Sheffield. Terrible. He actually called them Sheffield. Can't do that. Anyway, uh, we'll let him off that time. He'd probably had a couple of rums.
1: Uh, George Championship. What's your pick? So I'm picking Wigan to beat Queens Park. Don't you mean um, Wigan Athletic? No, <laughs> just no. I mean, yeah, no. Wigan to beat Queens Park Rangers um, at at eleven to eight. um I mean, Wigan's problems and strengths this season are uh, a much documented. Um, just really really good at home and absolutely terrible away from home um, I think the signing of Leon Clark today is a shrewd one um, obviously expecting um, expecting uh, James Vaughan to lead the club which won't make too much of an impact and, and Will Grigg looks set to stay as well um, that home record had a wobble it's fair to say over over the Christmas period um, defeats to Derby, Birmingham and Sheffield United Um all pointed at issues but the bounce back win against Villa was huge they deserved that win entirely um, and this is a game where they are sliding fairly alarmingly down towards the, um, the the relegation zone now and they were unlucky not to get past Swansea in an away performance that was was probably the best of the season so far um, and they come up against a Queen, uh, a QPR team who I'm fairly happy to get against at the moment in their Comfortable position in mid table, and um, we've seen them uh, defeated by you know, comfortably dispatched by, by, by Preston in their last league game, and um, didn't really pose much of an issue to Sheffield United either in that away game as well. Um, so, I, I basically Wigan against any team, uh, any lowly team in the table um, at the moment, I'd back odds against. Um, I don't think QPR are, are, are much of a threat. To them so at 11 to 8. Um, it, it's not a, a, a strong pick for me, but uh, but as I say, I think that we're gonna just a team to get on side.
0: On to my League Two pick, it's Tranmere away f- at Port Vale. It's a, it's a tricky one, this. There was, there was nothing. Uh, shorter than Tranmere in league two that I really fancied so at nine to five with black type just under two to one uh, I am gonna take the money even uh, take this as my pick even though Port Vale have just sacked their manager and you, you can't be too sure what that will mean but uh, Tranmere no point dressing it up their away form this season's not been good and that'll be the reason for this price uh, just three wins five draws and seven defeats away from home um weirdly they've actually scored the third most goals in the league away from home so it's conceding where they've had issues they've actually scored six more goals away than they have done at home despite their home record being formidable so I think personally that Port Vale are are in really poor form that's clear they've just sat their manager Um, I don't think they are much at the back but crucially Um, what's been holding Tranmere back is conceding goals away from home. But Port Vale are missing Tom Pope, who's out injured. They're missing Ricky Miller, who's suspended. And I don't think um, their third and fourth choice strikers are quite as good. So I'm hoping um, that Tranmere can avoid conceding too many here against a Port Vale team. Sean of its two main strikers, we know they can score away from home. We know they've got some quality players, um, quality attacking players. And with the atmosphere around... Port Vale, um, The atmosphere surrounding the departure of Aspen, which is not, exact. it's one of those ones because he's so popular at the club. It's not joyous. It's kind of a bit sad, really. And I don't think there's going to be some like rousing return to form at a joyous Vale Park this weekend. So at almost two to one, uh, nine to five with Black Type, I'm going to pick Tranmere here. Have we had your, all of your picks now? You feel like you've said your piece? Yeah, I think we have.
1: Yeah, it's just the long shot. confusing
0: when we both pick BTTS the same one. BTTS. BTS and the long shot. Uh, yeah. Where are you going for BTTS this week?
1: <laughs> I shouldn't bet on Oxford games, ah. um, as we find out found out this season. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this this should surely be a bit of a, a BTTS nap. Um, yeah, Burton against Oxford. Oxford, uh, you know, look improved. We've seen a plethora of goals in, we- in recent weeks in their games. Um, a tool draw last night against uh, Barnsley, where they hit the woodwork three times. <laughs> Um, and uh, both keepers had to make a fair few saves to keep their game, their teams in it, uh, conceding five to Bury last time they were on the road in the Checker Trade, two to Fleetwood last time on the road. It's copped in all of their last five games um, in all competitions. Burton, similarly, um, you know their their shot data recently has been very good going forward. Um, against Doncaster, they were very unlucky not to win the game. But they also fairly porous at home as well. We've seen them concede three against Gillingham and the one against Bradford the other day. Um, Oxford should have a striker in the door by Ooh. by Saturday. Um, James Vaughan? James Vaughan looks likely. Um, now that
0: Clark's gone to Wigan, it feels like all the dominoes are starting to what, fall. For,
1: yeah, from what's being said in the press, it looks like James Vaughan, which would be an interesting signing, to be fair. I think mm. it, it probably uh, exceeds the expectations of, of lots of Oxford fans a week or so ago. Um, and as, as, you know, Jamie Mackey was... fantastic last night you know it doesn't pay me to say he was superb but um i think we do need someone else in that role uh so q and nil nil draw but um my uh my btts yes is for um oxford against burton also burton hosting oxford at 7 to 10 with black type
0: all season we've been saying that portsmouth's success starts with a sturdy defence and up until the 8th of December when they'd only lost one game and they were uh, very happy and very pretty at the top of the table that was the case but nine games since the 8th of December they haven't kept a clean sheet in that time Um, they've only won three they've lost five and drawn one so it's not been an easy run of games for them by any stretch of the imagination um, but they've not been able to keep clean sheets. And they host Doncaster uh, on the weekend. Donny, a team, as we know, who love to score goals. Doncaster, the second top scorers in the league, joint second, I should say, uh, below Luton. Uh, and they don't really care if it's home or away. They've got an almost exact split down the middle in terms of goals scored at home and goals scored away. So uh, Donny, always a threat, great goal scorer in Marquis, but they've got threats from midfield as well and from out wide. And Pompey's defence just having a tough time at the moment. Quick turnaround after getting absolutely battered by the looted midfield and attack. Uh, And I think Doncaster will enjoy this one. So BTTS, because of course, Portsmouth, as they showed in a half-hour spell at Kenilworth Road, uh, when they turn it on, they can be pretty good going forward themselves so i'm taking btts yes in donny against pompey that's at four to five 1.8 uh, with black type long shot time george you're heading to the stadium of light
1: yeah uh i just don't think that sunderland can carry on being second best um, in matches and pick up points so eventually something's going to give and um, it wouldn't be any surprise to see them um you know, defeat AFC Wimbledon with a degree of confidence, but at the same time, I think the 9-2 about AFC Wimbledon is too big. We've said all season that the data suggests they're better than their uh, than their league position suggests. We've seen them um, beat teams recently away from home. We saw them beat Wickham 2-1. We saw them beat Fleetwood 3-2, and we, and we and pick up a point at Coventry as well. So their away form is better than their home form. They come into this after a magnificent. 4-2 um, win against a decent West Ham team in the FA Cup as well so full of confidence they will have nothing to fear here whatsoever and it's a banana skin for Sunderland who you know we, we say it every, every week they they struggle against certain teams we've seen them toil to jaws against uh, Luton and Shrewsbury at the Stadium of Light similarly they were very very lucky to get their points at Charlton and Scunthorpe so I mean the, the fans are starting to to, to turn as well suggesting that the performances have dipped i'm not necessarily sure that's true but the, the results certainly have um and there seems to be a degree of uh, complacency sometimes when they play these teams such as the shrewsbury game and the scunthorpe game um it's a long shot i'm not sitting here saying that I, I think that afc wimbledon are going to win but but i think that the 92 available um is a little bit harsh for a team who are going to be a full of confidence and be completely fearless
0: Yeah, I'm taking uh, Fleetwood to beat Charlton uh, with both teams to score. And I I looked at the Fox Punter ratings and and just based on their last few games, Fleetwood have been pretty good, XG ratio of 64% over their last four. Um, And Charlton, uh, well, they've been perfectly good over the last few weeks, but I'm a little worried about Charlton's prospects without Carlin Grant. I know that their fans claim that uh, much of his form was down to Lyle Taylor, but of course Taylor's been out uh, suspended as well recently after that scuffle against Accrington. So uh, Charlton, uh, not in as healthy position as they could be. Fleetwood, um, in terms of the data, very impressive over the last few weeks playing at home here. And I'm taking Fleetwood to win and both teams to score at 5-1 to one here with Black Type. So these are our picks for the weekend. Let us know yours. Tweet us at NTT20Pod. Tweet us at Black BlackTypeBet as well. Um, you can tweet your scoreboard. So we need a, a game that's going to finish nil-nil and also a game that'll have over 4.5. Uh, but we really like hearing where you guys are going this weekend, especially... Because, as we know, uh, it's not always easy picking winners in the EFL. So it's really interesting to, to hear other views and hear where everyone else is looking. So please do get in touch. Just to recap our bets. Uh, in the matching focus between uh, Leeds and Norwich, we both picked a goal scorer. George has gone for Timu Puki. Anytime, I've gone for Liam Cooper. Any time in the championship, I've gone Sheffield Wednesday to beat Ipswich and George Wigan uh, to win at home in League One. My nap Luton to beat Shrewsbury. Uh, George's nap is in League Two. That is Oldham to beat Morecambe. He's also picked Luton uh, in League One with a one-point selection, uh, and in League Two, I've gone with Tranmere nine to five to beat Port Vale. The long shots are AFC Wimbledon away to Sunderland for George and btts yes and fleetwood to win in fleetwood against charlton at five to one black type best price there and our btts picks we've both gone yes george in burton oxford and me in pompey doncaster we'd love to hear from you get in touch at ntt20 pod hope you've enjoyed this show and until monday's pod that is it from us